You know, in these times of unrest, um, we need the truth. Uh, We absolutely need the truth. Jesus said that he is the truth. Jesus said that he is the truth. It's not just what he said in the red letter edition of of, of the Bible, but it's from Genesis to Revelation. Everything that is recorded is him. The Bible says that, that the word that was in the beginning became flesh and dwelt among us, and he's still here, but he's here as he becomes revelation in our life. As the truth of that word becomes revelation, so Jesus is manifested. He's the truth. In John 8 and 31, Jesus said this. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And remember, he said he's the truth. He said you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But, but, but the key to it, I think, in everything that we do, it, the, the key to it is continuing in his word. Um, so today in my message, um, the title of my message today is just connection. And I'm going to talk to you about what I do. I'm going to talk to you about what we do here at Gates of the City and how we connect and the importance of connecting and staying connected to God first and foremost. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples. In other words, a disciple of God is not somebody that just heard something about God but heard something and did something with it and continued in it. That's, to me, the key to your and my success in life as we stay connected to God. He's got the blueprints. He's got the plan for your and my life. He's got the plan for all of humanity. We have to stay connected to him. And so today, I just want to talk to you about what we do. Um, I'm talking to you about what I do, but what we do here because of what we preach. So in in essence, what we do, what I do, what I've done for many, many years in my life is just taking God at his word. And and, and as I said in the beginning, in these times of unrest, you know, and the things that are going on, I mean, I mean, since the beginning of this year or, or a short time after the beginning of this year, there's been some, you know, some some issues. I mean, there's been some some real issues on our planet uh, in this nation, you know, uh, around the world that, that, you know, we've not dealt with before. Things that, that are even now in the last few, few or in the last week or so that, is, that has come up, that, that is the unrest and things that are, that are happening. There's stuff all over the planet, and there's no greater time than to trust God and take Him at His word. And so I want to start in my message uh, this morning I want to start with a passage that's from the Word of God. Jesus said, I am the truth. He is the living Word, and He's still with us today. But that Word has to be revealed to us so that He can live with us and direct us and lead us in the path that we're to go. He can't lead you if you don't know Him through His words. You have to know Him through His words. So I'm going to read this passage, and I'm going to just kind of show you in the rest of my message, how that myself and here at Gates, that we've taken this literally, okay? We've taken this passage literally, and, and we've continued in it. Even when times were good, we still did what I'm going to read to you. 
Even when times were not good, we still continued. I didn't say we're doing everything perfect. I'm just saying you have to believe in the word of God and you have to believe in yourself that you're a doer of that word. His words are everything that he accomplished for us. So at the end of the day, it's not how good I am at the word and how good someone else is at the word. At the end of the day, it's what he did for us. Yeah, we have to be confident that we're continuing in the word. We're standing strong in the word, but it's not that, you know, it, it's not on me how well I've done that, that it has to be the focus as I'm doing and staying true to his word and I'm continuing in it. I'm even that much more confident in what he's done, what he's accomplished, and what he's done for me so that I can make a difference in the world. So today, I'm going to read this passage and just kind of show you how we've taken this literally. It's 1 Timothy chapter 2, and, and starting with verse 1. And it says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Now, this isn't, this isn't an option. This isn't just a suggestion. This is a command from the Word to pray for all people. You may say, oh my gosh, how, how, how do you do that? Stay with me, I'm going to show you. For kings and all those who are in authority. And what's the result if we do that? What, what happens? He says this, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. <laughs> you know, today, that almost seems like impossible. That literally seems like impossible to live quiet and peaceful lives in godliness and holiness. I mean, there's, there, there is a way that seems impossible that's possible with God. And listen to me, God's already made a way even when it seems like there's no way. What's the key to it? that you and I stay active day to day in our lives, actively praying for all people. See, when you're praying for people, it's very difficult to complain about them. I'll say it again. When you're praying for people, it's hard to complain about them. It's hard to backbite them when you're praying for them. I'm talking about every day. I, I, I don't know about you, but, but for the last several years, every day I've been praying for thousands and thousands of people because creatively God showed me a way to pray for all people at least all people in my world or the world that I'm connected to I pray for thousands hundreds of thousands of people every day every single day and I've never missed in in the last three years I started that about three years ago and I've not missed doing that so what I get credit for for doing that no I'm just doing what he said to do he said pray for all people I went before him and I said God how do I pray for all people? I mean, how, how do we do this? So he began to show me how to pray for people and to believe for them because, because in the midst of unrest and turmoil and things that are going on, God wants inside of you, you to live in a quietness and a peace because you've sought after godliness, you've sought after holiness, and you've taken him as his word and you've continued in it. For three years, I've never missed a day of praying for the people that God has told me to pray for. And he adds people all the time to me to pray for. And, and many times through the last three years, the people that have been added to my list were ones that God showed me. Now, you're complaining about them. 
and the reason you're complaining about it is because you're focused on what they're doing that you don't like you need to change that and start praying for them that's what i did i tell you it's changed my life literally transformed my life that's what we do here at gates of the city our prayer team prays for people every week we've done it for years and we stand fast in praying and believing God. And we've continued in that even when it seemed like nothing was working. Even when it seemed like the word was not working. Even when it seemed like that, that the, the natural was overtaking the spiritual. Like in the natural there was no way that, the, that things could be, could be changed and people could be delivered of things. But as we've continued we've seen the miraculous happen in people's lives. And we're believing that for today. We're believing that for this day in all the unrest around the United States, in, in, in all the turmoil and the things and the fear that has happened as a result of the virus that attacked this planet, all, the, all that unrest, we've stood in faith and we've continued in praying the word and believing God's word because he said to. Now, notice the last part of this verse where he says this. He said, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man, do you know that you and I play a part in people being saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth? Let me just tell you this. This is just my opinion. You can take this or leave it. But there's only two races of people on the planet. And, and, and I get that from the Word of God. All men were created equal in God. But there's only two races of people. And it's those who are saved... And the other race of people are those who aren't saved yet that are going to get saved because he desires all people to be saved. And that's why he wants us to pray. That's why in the midst of turmoil, that doesn't mean that there's not things you can't actively do in helping people and helping situations. But you don't want to be actively involved in just taking a cause or the offense of another person until you have the peace of God on the inside of you. That, that's how you live in that peacefulness and the quietness that, that only comes from a life of godliness, of holiness, and seeking and continuing in the truth. This is a promise here, and this is not an option. It's not just something that he said, you know, you can choose to do it or not. He commanded us to do this, and we have to learn how to do it. I tell you what, I believe I'm talking today to many, many people on planet Earth who are creative in, in, in what they know and how they do things, get creative about how you pray for people. If you want to live in that peace and quietness in your world, all hell can be breaking loose around you, but you live in that peace so that you can help other people. Come on, somebody's got to be non-emotional. Somebody's got to be calm and quiet and at peace in their heart. Somebody might as well be you, might as well be me, so we can help other people learn how to be calm and quiet because they trust God and they continue in his word. Mm, that's a good word. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm just get, I'm just going to tell you what I do. Okay, I'm not going to go through my whole little prayer routine that I have, and it's a real routine. It's it started what what my prayers for all the all the people that I pray for on a daily basis. How they started was out of Ephesians one. There's a prayer there that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, and then there's a prayer in in Ephesians three that he prayed for the same church. And then he prayed a prayer to the church in, in Colossae, in, in chapter 1 of Colossians, that the, those three prayers I've taken as kind of a model prayer that I pray for people every day, and then I've added to it and taken away, not, not taken away from the word, but taken away from the way I pray it. The words that I add, I get, 
I get other synonyms of different words and add to it. And, and so I've really worked at it. But there are things like this that I've prayed. So when I'm thinking about doing what he said in 1 Timothy 1, I mean in 1 Timothy 2, when I'm thinking about what his command was, these are the things that I, that I pray. I pray for all men, all men and women on planet Earth, that they would have wisdom and understanding, that they would have power at their disposal when they truly believe the word of God and know what that looks like, that all men would be rooted and grounded in love. I pray that every day for all the hundreds of thousands of people that I pray for on a daily basis and that our church prays for on a day, on a weekly basis here. We pray that these things come to pass in their lives uh, to know how awesome that God is, uh, that he would do things beyond even what we can ask or think. That's part of what's added in to those prayers, that men would be fruitful in their lives, that they would be increasing in the knowledge of God, and that all men would be saved, healed, and delivered. I mean, is that going to hurt anybody? I I'm telling you, is that going to hurt anybody? What, what, but what had to happen with me when I started this, the tendency about six months into praying this way, the tendency was to stop. Well, I've done that enough. No, he said, if you continue in my word, if you continue to obey what I've commanded you to do, if you continue, then you'll see the results. And I've continued for over three years in, in this process to pray every day for hundreds of thousands of people. More than likely, if you're on here today, I'm praying for you every day. I don't, I don't know if that brings comfort to your heart, but, but I'm telling you, I do it with a passion because I have revelation from him. I got created from him, not because I, I'm so smart and I have, you know, all this understanding that no one else has. No, no, I, I just got creative with God and begin to pray this way. And I'm telling you, I believe it's effective. You know, when you are praying for somebody and you see some, something happen in someone else's life, God wants you to rejoice with that, not take credit for it. It's not, you can't take credit for how so-called powerful your prayers are. Only reason that I'm continuing to pray is because of what he did. He, what Jesus did and what he accomplished empowered me to stand firm and not quit and not give in and, and, and continue in the word so that we see the manifestations happen. It's not about how powerful I am. Yeah, I believe in what I'm doing. And when I see things come to pass and happen in other people's lives that I know I've been praying for, man, I rejoice before God, but I don't go out there and tell and take credit for those kind of things. You can't do that because now you're in pride and your prayers won't work. God wants your and my prayers to work because we continue in his word and doing what he told us to do. I love this verse of scripture in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. I'm going to read it in two translations. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not to lose heart. A little bit more definition in the amplified translation of this. He said, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, or to give up. I'll read that again. Men ought always to pray, not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, or to give up. You might say, yeah, but man, Pastor, how, how, do, you, how do you pray always? You know, I don't think he was talking about 24-7. I, I, I think that he was talking about this attitude of prayer. And over the last three years of my life, you know, I, didn't, I, I had a prayer life before the last three years, but when God spoke to me and began to show me some things that I needed to do in a greater way. Over the last three years, 
what, what, I, what I've developed is this attitude, this consciousness of prayer, of being aware of other people and about applying the word when something wants to come out of my mouth towards someone that I'm already praying for. I, I had God, I had this, this just strong impression come to me a while back. I was, I was talking to somebody else and there was somebody who was going through a difficult time and I was kind of being a little negative about that. And I, I mean, it was just inside of me, God was saying, yeah, but you're talking about what you think you see about that person. Yeah, but what about what you're praying for that person every day? You're praying that they'd have wisdom and understanding, that they would be fruitful in their life, that they'd come to the knowledge of the truth. You're praying that they, these people would be saved and delivered. And, and, and now you're allowing your mouth to talk about what you see instead of what you're praying. Man, it just changed me. It wasn't too long ago. I mean, it, it, it brought my prayer life to another level in believing God for people. That's how I believe, that's what I believe he's saying. Don't, don't stop praying and believing for good things to happen to other people. I'll tell you what, when you really start praying for people and good things happen to other people, maybe something good hasn't happened in your life, man, you gotta be able to rejoice that good things happen. You were praying for them. Man, I don't know if I want that to happen for that. Those are some of the people you need to be praying for and believing for great things to happen in their life. But first and foremost, that they're coming into revelation of who God is. It's not just about seeing material things manifested, but it's seeing their thinking change and their lives change into what, what God wants them to be. I tell you what, the more you lay your life down for the good of other people, actually you're gaining your life. I'll say that again. The more you lay your life down for the good of other people, you're actually gaining things in your life. That's what Jesus said. That's what the Word says. And in these times of unrest, we need what the Word says, and we need to continue in that to see things change. I'm not moved by any of the unrest on planet Earth. I'm praying, and I'm doing my part. My part is, it, it, my real effective part is to pray and to believe that what I'm saying is making changes out there. That's the key to the success of the things that are going on out there. Yeah, do things in the natural, but don't do things in the natural first and then, you know, out of desperation, pray later. Let's pray first. First of all, he said, and it wasn't an option. It wasn't just a suggestion. He said, first of all, pray, and then we'll see things happen. I believe things are changing and happening in this great nation of ours and around the planet. I believe amazing things are happening everywhere on planet Earth because people are praying. People are learning how to really pray, not just go through the motions of some prayer list, but actually connecting with God because true prayer is connection with God. Praying, prayer, is staying connected to God and that's where you need to be connected today yeah we need to be connected to each other but we need to be connected you know if you will to the God inside of each other that that's what's most important the Bible says if any two agree is touching anything that they ask it'll be done well that that grit that that touching is not is not just an it's not a natural touch it's a spiritual connection because we're believing the same things and we're trusting the word of God and we're continuing in that word and taking God at his word and continuing in it and not stopping, not turning coward because things get difficult, not fainting or wanting to quit or throw in the towel and give up. No, I'm saying today, that's not me. You need to say, that's not me. That is not me. I'm not turning coward. I'm, I'm, I'm staying in this game. I'm staying in this fight. I'm staying in what's going on right now because God has a purpose and a plan in the earth and it's being fulfilled through his people that'll do what he says. Man, I'm excited about it. Um, 
you know, when, when, when fear grips your heart and your emotions try to tell you not to continue in the word, that's when you have to take things, take passages of scripture in the word, and you have to apply them to the situation. I love this passage in, found in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. To me, that attitude, when, when, you know, when you read something like that, you know, you, you, you hear it, you understand it in your head, but you want that to be developed and, and, and downloaded on the inside of you. But to me, that verse of scripture, if you apply it to prayer, is the difference between heart prayer and head prayer. Just praying things off the top of your head or praying things from your heart as you're developing this connection and this desire that God has for you and I to pray for all people. Why? So we can live quiet and peaceable lives. You say, yeah, but that's not doable. It is if he said it. If you're going to believe the word of God, then you have to take the word of God for what it says. Uh, every day now from, you know, in, in my life, I thank God that myself, my wife, my family, my church body, people connected with me, that I live a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and holiness. Why? Because I pray for all people. I do what God says about praying for people. So every day I thank him. Remember in that, in that 1 Timothy 2, part of the prayer is the thanksgiving part. And, 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 and you say, yeah, but you know, I can't thank God for something that's not manifested, that, that I don't see yet. But that's what true faith is. You thank him before you see it. And I thank him every day that I live in that, in that quietness and that peace. And the reason I know I can is because I pray for people with a passion and on purpose, not because I have to. And I tell you, I had to get to that place. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, to sacrifice for other people and to pray for other people and do it every day of your life. I mean, in the beginnings was kind of a difficult thing for me to stay true to it. But when I saw that it was the will of the Father and the desire of the heart of the Father, not only for the people I'm praying for, but he wants my life, he wants my life to exist in quietness and his peace. And he said, the way you do that is praying for other people and praying for all men and doing that the way creatively he shows you how to do it. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, who is our helper to show us how we can do that and accomplish that. <clears throat> I just want to say this about our prayer team at Gates of the City. Um, our, our, our team here, on a, day, on a weekly basis, in a number of different prayer meetings, pray for all men, pray for all those who are in authority, pray for uh, needs and issues in other people's lives. We've done that for years. We've built the foundation on this church body, this congregation of people, on the foundation of prayer. And because of their effectiveness of praying, and it's not just on the people that are a part of the prayer ministry. It's not just their responsibility, but they've taken the load and they've undergirded the body, undergirded my wife and I, undergirded all those in the ministry here at Gates and so many other ministries around the planet that we pray for them on a daily, on a daily and a weekly basis. As we've done that and, and, and we've continued in that, we have great faith and confidence that our nation is in a great place, the state of Texas is in a great place, that 
Kerrville and Kerr County are in a great place, that the planet is in a great place. Even though there's turmoil and unrest, we're in a great place because we've continued to pray. And when things come, now you apply the word. Now you rejoice and thank God for what you prayed. Even though it looks like in the natural, other things are going to happen. No, what's going to happen is what God says is going to happen. And that's where our faith and that's where our confidence is. And so today I want to leave you with this one last verse of scripture that will help encourage you to stand firm and to not quit. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. And it says this, love this. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Don't cast it away. Don't let it slip away. Because there's things that you see around you, things happening that may not, you may not be able to, to explain or to totally understand. Remember, God has a way even when it seems like there's no way. I'll say it again. God has made a way through Jesus even when it seems like there's no way. So don't cast away your confidence just because things look a certain way today. Do not cast away or throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you'll receive the promise. I just want to say that Whatever I've done and stayed true to and I've continued in in God's word, I've always seen the promise manifested. And even when I've stayed true to the word and I see something new crop up, like say the coronavirus that happened, you say, well, you know, why did this happen? No, I, I don't go questioning those kind of things. I, stay, I stand firm and keep my confidence in God who said, Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though you walk through a pandemic or lies about a pandemic or financial, you know, uh, difficulties and those kind of things, though you, th though you walk through unrest in the nation, you know, because of things that have happened and issues that have happened, racial issues that have happened, those kind of things, though you walk through that, David said, I fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. His rod and his staff, his word and his spirit, they comfort me. They assure me. They bring that confidence to me in my life. He said, we have need of endurance when we face things that once we've done the promise, once we continue in the word of God and what we know is true, you'll receive the things that will happen. I promise you that whatever unrest and disharmony and things that are going on out there in the world, I promise you it's changing because God is true to his word. There's not anything that's out there that we face that the blood of Jesus is not already covered. And so today, I just rejoice and I thank God for it. And I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. I'm believing God today that Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1 and many other words added to those prayers, those things are coming to pass in your life and believing the best for your life today in the name of Jesus.